We had a little less conversation podcast. We'd like to let our listeners know about an excellent car buying opportunity exclusive to our show. Go see our friend Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive in Fond du Lac for all your car buying needs. And wait, it gets better. Mention that you listen to a little less conversation when you buy your car from Craig, and he will throw in a $50 gas card. That's right, people. Just for listening to our show, you'll get a $50 gas card from our friend Craig when you buy a car from him. Listen, you're going to buy a car anyways, so why not go see Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive and just say, hey, I listened to the guys on a little less conversation podcast too, and he's going to just give you 50 bucks in gas. So head on down to Summit and ask for Craig Peterson next time you're going to buy a car. Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to another episode of A Little Less Conversation. I am your host, Dom Foyt, along with my co-hosts, Aaron Halfman and Keith Meyer. Hey. <laughs> so today we're going to talk a little bit about some of our fond, or maybe not so fond, childhood games and memories. Basically what we did to pass the time as little tykes. Maybe it was riding your little tykes. <laughs> Did I have those? Uh, I had a big yeah. wheel. You had a big wheel. Big wheels. Dude, I'm telling you, if they made big wheels for adults, I'd go buy one right now. I think they, they, I think they do. do because they still make the green machine, man, and I had one. I had a green machine, too. But the big wheels for adults are actually like bike tires. I don't want bike tires. I want the old plastic. The ones that so, crack in the so middle? You can, so you can wear a hole in yes. the middle of them? Yes. Exactly. So when you when you, when you hit the brakes they skid and all, you're all out of control. <laughs> that's 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 why the green machine was the greatest thing ever. It had the handle, didn't it? It, it, it had the, the, two, the, the, the two oh. knobs. That no, you, I didn't have that. Oh, I didn't have that either. And it had the wide tires in the back and the one tire in the front. It was like a trike, basically. I was always it had a big tire in the front, little tiny tires, maybe maybe twelve inch tires in the back. Yeah. And they were spread apart wide, and you didn't. There was no steering wheel. You had two levers oh. to turn you. Oh. Turn the back tires. Handlebars, man. Like what? Yeah, it was always new. No. Yeah, new. No. Not a very good turning radius. No, you know, no, just... no, no, no. You always hit your hit your leg. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. See, but you want something where the tire cracks like that? Oh, oh dude, those are the best. <laughs> it's it's the memory, man. Dude, I was always you could jealous. Pedal and it would just spin. Yeah. Yeah. Wear it right out. I was always jealous of my friend Tina because she had the Dukes of Hazard one and had the little hand, handle brake on the side. You'd oh, pull it and it, yeah. and it side, slide sideways every time you did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was my, great. My brother, it wasn't the Dukes of Hazard, but it was a, the same thing. Yeah. Same thing with the, with the handbrake. Yep. And it would, it would lock up the back tires. Yep. And you'd, oh, you'd, no, you'd only one of them. Yeah. Just one? But so, you'd, you'd wipe out. Yeah. yeah. You, you would go into a half spin every time you hit the brakes on it. It yep. was great. It was better than just stop pedaling where your front tire would just, you'd have to turn your turn yeah. your steering wheel over. See, and that's that's why the green machine was so great because you just pulled one the levers in opposite directions. Yeah. You turn hard one way and you if you're at any speed at all, you just, like there were times we go up to the the top of the hill that we lived on we lived out in the country and me and the neighbor both had green machines we'd start in his driveway at the top of the hill we'd come down the road and pull in our driveway as soon as we pulled in our driveway you'd hit the 
you'd pull the levers in opposite directions and you do like more than a full donut <laughs> like you just start spinning it was great <laughs> were they plastic tires oh yeah okay. the whole thing was plastic they make them now where they're met the, like the frames are metal and i don't even know what i'm sure the tires are not plastic anymore but um they look real sleek and cool right. eh, i want the plastic one Dude. I'm telling you, man, my, my big little, by the time I was done with it, the different tire was like square. I felt like I was a caveman. Duh, duh, yes. Duh, yeah. duh. Yes. It, it, it's kind of like walk, driving on Wisconsin roads right yeah, now. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah. That, was that a brand or was that just like the model? Green Machine? I. It's probably a brand, I'm guessing. I mean, that's all we knew about it. I mean,. Oh, so we had the we had the old fashioned big wheels. I don't know how many times I get yelled at by my parents for just driving it right, just hitting my my front porch full speed. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> of course, you had your seatbelt on, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd hit it. My parents start yelling from inside the house. That's a hell of a big wheel. This thing? That's the newer newer version. Oh, okay. You type in like nineteen seventies big wheel. <laughs> green machine or green machine? Yeah. Yeah, big wheels are the best, man. And the ones where you could actually like, you had room in the back where you could have somebody push you. Yeah, and they could like jump with on. one foot and they could jump on the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's what mine was like. How did we not die? I, I, because I used to do crazy stuff on my big wheel. Like, oh yeah, We'd like jumps, drive, drive right off the culvert. Yeah, like in our culvert, drop probably you know probably two and a half, three feet. Yeah, like yeah. crazy stuff. One of those. Right there, that's that one. That one. Yep, that's that's the old big wheel <laughs> or the old green machine. Yeah, I've seen them. I know what they are. Yeah. They, awesome. they they had a much wider wheelbase than the, than the actual regular big wheels. Yeah, yeah, like pro- probably almost twice the width. Yeah, yeah. that one. That one's only seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, that oh, grand! Is that it? <laughs> Jeez, that thing looks like it's gonna be. Oh, it should be out on a freaking racetrack. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I used to love my big wheel, but like I said, if they had if they made an adult size big wheel, now I'd buy one. Hell yeah, I'd ride around my neighborhood in a big wheel. I can't imagine the amount of plastic yeah. to make a big wheel for Keith to use. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if plastic would hold me anymore. No, you're gonna need a metal one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need some new space age yeah. polymer or something. You're gonna need like a Harley, <laughs> a Harley trike or something. <laughs> Hell, you might as well put a Harley engine in right away. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So what else did you guys do other big wheels? I mean bikes. Bikes. I had my GT, oh. my GT performer. I never I GT was performer. Yeah. Chrome. It was chrome. Weren't those like the most stolen ass. bikes? Oh no, dinos were the most stolen bikes of the nineties, weren't they? Oh, I, I think I think the dinos. GTs are dinos, yeah. I never had a, my my parents would never spend that kind of money on a bike for Haros, remember those ones? Yeah. I always had a I always had a Huffy. You had a Huffy? Yeah. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I got bikes stolen all the time. <laughs> my, my parents probably bought me six bikes in my childhood. See, I had—I don't even remember who made it. It was called the Black Cat. The Black and Cat. And the thing about this one is, it had it had like a double gooseneck on it, so it was like super, like like it was a dirt bike. Yeah. Damn near indestructible. Like a bunch of us. In a neighborhood, you know, again, we live in the country, so a neighborhood, you're talking basically anyone within about a mile radius. We'd all get together by our neighbors, and they had a uh, a hobby farm. So they had uh, a pasture that had part of it was uh, paved. So when they didn't have anything in there, 
it was time to have bike demolition derbies. <laughs> I won every time Were because you, like, that thing was like it? that thing was no. Did you're you hop off of it. No. No, you're uh, you just rack right into somebody. Yeah, we used to do oh. that shit. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. I saw a dude bend his rim in half doing that one time. His front rim was totally 90-degree angle when it was all done. Uh, oddly enough, I never wrecked a bike during bike demolition derby, but I did just biking. We used to bike to town, which was about four miles, and I was biking home, and me and my buddy were racing, and I was just ahead of him, and I didn't want him to pass me, so I was kind of trying to block him. Yeah, front of his tire got caught in my back tire. <laughs> Let's just say I carried my bike home after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no riding that thing, dude. I ran. I ran over my best friend in middle school because my bike didn't have any brakes. I had a, I had a mountain bike and both the brake cables snapped. <laughs> and uh, we were we were riding from our basketball court that we played at to Taco Bell for lunch. And he was just messing around. He kept putting his feet on the on the ground, right, and like riding his bike full speed. And then he put his feet on the ground like he's walking real fast. Except one time he did that, his calf got hit by his pedal, Ooh. and it made him made him go over the handlebars. Well, he was in front of me, and I couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going like full speed, ran over his wrist, and then just hit his torso, and I went over my handlebars. So <laughs> <laughs> he brought me to a dead stop. We had to call his parents, and he had to get a ride home that day. <laughs> that sounds like one of the most outstanding uh, things to see. If you could just stand back and watch that happen. Actually, the most most outstanding thing I've ever seen somebody do on a bike. I was walking to school in high school one time, and it was kind of wintry out. And there was these two kids. They were going to the grade school, which isn't far from my house. And one dude, like basically, his bike tire slipped off from underneath his bike. While the other guy started pulling a wheelie at the same time, and he hit him like. Full wheelie. <laughs> I had uh, my my best friend growing up, Scott. He uh, he had his um, ten speed, and he was going to try and jump off the end of our culvert, which I already said was about two and a half, three foot drop. Okay, Scott forgot to lift up on the front end when he hit the little. There's a little little ridge, you know, oh, from the driveway. The well, sort of. <laughs> He should have went over the handlebars, and he kind of did, but he held on to the handlebars. He did a complete roll on his back and came right back up on the, on the bike. No shit. He, like, flipped, did a whole flip on his bike. Holy shit. You got any That's got to be hard there? to go. Well, I can tell you my mom ran my sister over on a family bike ride. That was the last time she rode a bike for, like, years. <laughs> like, it was the last I'd time like, your mom or your sister rode a bike? My mom. <laughs> Like, I was really little. Like, I was in the little back thing on, on my dad's bike, you know? Probably shit in my diaper or whatever. <laughs> and my two sisters So, not much has changed. Right. So my, my two sisters were following behind my dad, and then my mom was kind of, you know, at the back of the pack. And one of my sisters tipped her bike, and my mom ran her right over. That was the end of the bike ride. And then I don't think my mom rode a bike until, like, <laughs> shit, I don't know, maybe, like, eight years ago. So this she, is like, yeah. Was she hurt? Your sister? I don't know. Don't really care. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. No, I don't think she got hurt. I went to a squirrel fine. on my bike. What the hell did that squirrel ever do to you? Dude, I was riding like full speed down my, down my front side. How fast you got to be going to hit a squirrel? Dude, I was. Right. I can't I, hit him with my car, really? even when I try. I mean, I mean, I don't have him with my car. Like, I lived I lived in a, the suburbs of Milwaukee, so like we had 
you know, regular city blocks. And I started at one corner of the block and I was. That's why it was a city squirrel. <laughs> yeah. I was tearing ass down the sidewalk, right? And this squirrel came running off a tree and just cut right in front of me, dude. Just, I no, there's nothing I can do. I hit the brakes. I just, and the thing was, I like, I like skinned him. Like there was hair on the ground, but he ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, gonna say, was it was it lunch or like like literally, you would see that scroll for the rest of the summer. It was, the one side of it was bald, like because <laughs> it's not like it moved. You know what I'm saying? They they stayed local and it was there. And yeah, hey, look, side, they're, they're running skid mark again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hit it full speed right on the side. Like, and I didn't run over it. I shouldn't say I ran over it. I just literally like skimmed it. <laughs> Knocked all the hair off one side of it. Skinning the squirrels alive. Never hit a squirrel. I had a buddy hit a parked car. We were riding together and he was talking to me. Gotta watch out. They jump out in front of you. That's true. Yeah. Well, he was talking to me, so he was looking to his right and just smack right on. He ended up on the hood of the car, like like, like in the movies and shit. That's awesome. It was always fun when you got your shoelace stuck on the pedal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or your. Or your pant leg in the chain. chain. That's awesome. Did you ever yeah. put the, the little card in it? Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nothing but a card and a clothespin. Yep. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Sports. You guys play a lot of sports? Oh. I, mean, I know we all were. 24 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all we played. Or some version of a sport. Yeah. We made up a lot of our own sports. Yeah. 500. 500. Yeah. We never played that. Really? really? No, it was never a game we played in my neighborhood. Played a lot of strikeout in summer. I don't know if you guys ever play strikeout. No. Do you even know what it is? Either one. Baseball? Yeah, but I know not, it is only baseball. from talking to you about it. It, it. Basically, like we actually had a court. The city built a court, which was amazing. But generally, you just paint a square on a, on a wall, and that's the strike zone. And then you can play baseball basically one on one. You don't run bases. You just you know if you get past this point, it's a single. Past that point, it's a double, triple, home run. Well, we had we actually had a. They turned an old old basketball court when we still had a junior high in my my hometown, and they uh, put up a wooden backdrop. And then they took it was great. They took like plywood and they cut out the strikeout square and they screwed it into the wall. That way, if you hit a corner when you were pitching, it would shoot off at a different angle. So you can argue balls. You can never argue balls and strike it, strikes on this court. It was great because you can never say, "Well, that missed." And no, because if it if it was close, it would hit the corner. It would shoot off at an awkward angle. So this is an actual game. It wasn't something that you guys just made up. Oh no, this like in the city. This is how you play baseball because like we couldn't find eighteen people to go play baseball. So you needed. We usually played two on two, and four guys could go play a strikeout. And and we played fast pitch too because even if you play baseball like at a, at a diamond, most of the time you can't play fast pitch. Here we play fast pitch, and you need it. I mean, we ruined our arms because we're using like a tennis ball and yeah, an aluminum bat. So if you made contact, the thing flew. But yeah, it was. We had so much like we had like leagues going and stuff like that, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had like four or five different strikeout courts that we could go play at. Hmm. I don't think we had anything like that around here. No, we played a lot of basketball. Basketball was our game when we were kids. Always See, well. I'd say ours is probably football, but basketball we played quite a bit just because my best friend, they had a court, which was a, probably about approximately a, as, as big as a half court, and then they had the full 10-foot. We had a court that was a little bit smaller than half, and because we had it mounted to the to our garage, 
Uh, because of the overhang, if you went 10 feet up, you couldn't shoot from the sides. Yeah. So we were down at about just under nine and a half feet. So We saw those dunking hoops when we yeah, were. Oh, and, and, and <laughs> trust me, we, we bought, as soon as you could buy a breakaway rim, we bought breakaway rims because otherwise we were killing rims. Yeah. And we would always play with uh, with a mini basketball. Yeah. We played a lot of mini basketball. Yeah. So, and we actually got so crazy with it that we'd... <laughs> Look at what here come the combos. Combos. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> These ones are pepperoni pizza. Dig in, guys. Anyhow, so we, we got so big that we actually uh, would run in the in the summertime we'd run two on two tournaments. Mini basketball tournaments. We uh I, I with the neighborhood kids I didn't play a lot of basketball. I mean growing up there's kids that were quite a bit older. My neighborhood I was kind of like the middle. There were two of us that were about the same age in the middle, but then we had a bunch of older kids and a bunch of younger kids. And one of the older kids and I used to play one-on-one. He had an alley hoop, and we play in his hoop in the alley, and we play one-on-one, and we play games to a 1,000. And he was like four years older than I was. And when you're like eight and the kid you're playing against is 12, four years is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like strength. So like I would lose games by like 800 points, right? Like like regular, you scored 200. Yeah. But I would lose games by 800 points. And then I saw him not that long ago. He actually plays in a band, a local band out of Milwaukee. And I saw him after one of his shows. We were talking about the games. I go, you know, I noticed when I got to be like 14, 15, he quit playing the one-on-one games up to 1,000. He goes, that's because I either started to lose him when you were 14 or 15. <laughs> he goes, I retired undefeated against you, dude. You went out and played college basketball. And I could say I was undefeated against you for almost 10 years. Not so. to mention, if you were 14 or 15, that made him 18 or 19. He might have had a few other things to do than yeah. play basketball he, against you. He still kind of hung out with us, though. He was like, probably laying pipe at that time. Oh, I'm you sure know? he was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jason, if you're listening, man, I, I know you were, but <laughs> yeah, he used to just... What, do you work for Michael's Pipeline? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, and then we used to gamble on basketball. We used to play, like, horse and stuff for, like, baseball cards. I lost a couple of Griffey Jr. rookie cards playing horse. Fool. Yeah. I kind of regret that. What the hell? I think Tony Palladino still has one of them. <laughs> If I if I were him, I would never let you live that down. He doesn't. If I see him, he brings it up. <laughs> I was always, because I hung out a lot with older guys. And like I said, we only had two or three guys my age in the neighborhood, especially like in grade school. And I was always, I was always a kid that got beat up because I was big, but I was real skinny and I was weak, right? So like I was the kid that was, I don't want to say bullied because I don't, and whatever, I wasn't bullied. These guys, if, if I were gonna get into a fight they'd be they'd have my back 100 of the time so i'm not gonna say that they bullied me but i was a guy that got shit beat out of them by these older kids all the time i don't know i guess i guess it was back then that's how it was in the neighborhoods now kids all start crying because he's mean to me <laughs> hurt my feelings i know like did that ha- like you grew up in a like a city right you grew yeah. up in the final did that happen to you guys too like the older guys just kind of ran the neighborhood and picked on the younger guys once in a while. Because, like, when, when we were the older guys, right, like, when we were freshmen in high school, the middle schoolers we picked on as well. And then when they got to be in high school, they picked on the new class of middle schoolers. It was just how how you got toughened up as a kid. Yep. Now, if you do that, you end up in, like, juvie court because you picked on a kid. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. a pussy now. <laughs> <laughs> These combos are good. Have some. I might. 
Get them now before they're gone. But, but as far as like basketball, I, like once I started getting in the middle of my, middle school and high school, most of my games were not with the neighborhood kids. See, and living out in the country, we really had a problem trying to get yes, people most. together. Like a lot of times, if we were playing b- basketball, my buddy's dad would play against us. My buddy's dad was like a white Bob Lanier, just shorter. Bob Lanier was white. <laughs> Bob Lanier was not white. Bob Lanier was black. Was he? Yes. Who am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of Mikan. Who? George Mikan. <laughs> oh. I met Bob. No, I didn't meet Bob Lanier. I'm sorry. <laughs> you met him? You didn't know he was, he was black? No, I met Bobby Bandridge. Oh. Well, at least his name is Bob. Yeah. <laughs> what about skateboards? Oh, skateboard? God, I was horrible. Ugh. I still have a scar on my ankle from skateboarding with baseball cleats on. Well, that's sounds <laughs> real smart. Still, still <laughs> on my ankle. <laughs> what? I was getting ready for a baseball game. By the way, I was terrible at baseball. I sucked at Little League. Um, I hated it. I played because my basically my mom wanted to be a Little League mom. And <laughs> she listens to this, too. She won't even deny it. And I was out skateboarding waiting for, her to, waiting for them to come take me to the game and I had my skateboard out there and I I didn't fall I actually the skateboard went further than my other foot did and I scraped the inside of my ankle still have a scar on my ankle so I'm going to say that three of us might have a difference of opinion of what a skateboard is because I'm going to guess when you guys had skateboards they were a little bit more advanced yeah to what I'm, they guessing, were when I had. I'm guessing you had, little plastic yeah, a little a skinny little yeah plastic with yeah. the with the little lip on the on mm-hmm. the back end yeah, no we yeah. had yeah. We had actual skateboards. We did. I had a shitty one. Veriflex. Remember that brand? No. It was like, Ugh. Jesus. It was like the the. It was like the main brand that was like real cheap. Like right. everybody had real cool ones, but if you just skateboard a little bit, you bought a Veriflex because they were cheap. I think I, I think I had it. I popped the wheels off of it, doing I don't know what the fuck I was doing, like a power slide type thing, and the wheels just popped right I think off. I had it. What was it called? Dogtown? I think I had a Dogtown board for a while. I mean, skating was real big in my neighborhood. Skateboarding, like, huge. Yeah. See, skateboarding was big in the area, so I had a skateboard. Yeah. I couldn't do jack shit. No, I sucked that shit. Like, yeah. like, I think I spent more time trying to sit my little ass on the thing and ride down the hill on it or have somebody push you around. I got a story about that. My sister was doing that on my skateboard down the front sidewalk because it was... On a hill, my dad. This is the same one that got ran over. Yeah, she ran over her fingers. <laughs> was the same one that got ran over by, by the mom? bike too? No. Oh, oh I was the other say, Whoa. No, no. She's taking. No, a she beating. was doing that. You know, she had her hands on the side. And my dad was yelling at her, "Hey, you're gonna run your fingers over, and knock it off." No, I'm fine. Whatever. She kept doing it. I'll <laughs> skidded on her finger, oh, her nail off, oh, and everything. Oh. Had to take her to the oh. ER. Uh huh. Ugh. Kids, yeah, nothing used, worse than road rash. We used yeah. to play horse on our skateboard, not not the actual basketball game of horse, but you'd do a trick on your skateboard, and the next person had to do the same trick. I always lost. So I couldn't really do any tricks. Yeah, it, it wasn't very good. I lived. That was my trick on a skateboard. We actually like a block <laughs> didn't away. Break from any us, bones? Yeah. Block away from us, kid built a half pipe in his backyard. So like. I never got on the half pipe because I didn't have the balls to get on the half pipe, but a lot of people would skate the half pipe. Yikes. 
No thanks. Yeah. Kudos to them. Mm-hmm. No the, way. The kid who the kid who had the half pipe was actually fairly good. I I don't know if he ever did anything like. I would think if you build a half pipe, what's you his name? Be Sean. No, 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 or it wasn't Tony either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta check. We uh we played a lot of volleyball, like high school especially. Like I, yeah. our 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 high school had a men's volleyball team, which. There were, I think there were only like eighteen of them at the time in the state. See, you were you you guys hit the volleyball craze then though when all the bars were putting in courts yeah. and all that stuff. And this had been right around like when beach volleyball was coming huge. Yeah, like in the early nineties. Yeah, like Hart Cry and Sinjin Smith and all those guys yep. that were actually actually becoming household names for yep. for athletes in volleyball. And we were terrible at my high school. Horrible. I played three years of varsity. I won one match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, we were bad. <laughs> Holy crap. Like, I, I actually, when we won our match, it was our senior year, so it was our third year of varsity, and I actually felt bad for the team that we beat because you just lost to us, and that's... <laughs> it, it was funny, though. Funny story about so, that. So, is it because you guys were that bad, or is the competition that good? Well... Combination of both? Combination of both. Uh, growing up in Cudahy, our conference had, like, the Brookfield schools. It had the Tosa schools. So, it had all these schools that had a little bit more money than what we did as far as, like, the cities themselves, the people who live there had more money. So a lot of these people are playing club ball as well as high school volleyball. Well, we had one kid who played club ball, and the rest of us were just, you know, like volleyball was a sport for me to basically just stay in shape for basketball. And then we had a bunch of other guys who liked playing volleyball, but they weren't real competitive. Like they weren't guys that were you were gonna like gotta win, gotta win, gotta win, gotta win. We just liked that fun. Like it, it was. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm real competitive, but for me, volleyball. It was kind of nice having a break from being real competitive. Like, we knew we were going to lose most matches. And we actually played against my sophomore year, and then I, we had a guy who was a senior, same year as us. Uh, both of them went on to play on, like, the um, like US, in the U.S. Olympic program. So, like, we had really good volleyball players in our conference. Just none of them were for our team. Uh, I was all conference my senior year, though. I want to point this out because I, t- I led the conference in kills. Um, but I played full rotation, so I never sat out. Everybody played full rotation because our coach didn't want to do any subbing. He was kind of kind of lazy. He actually told us he was he was coaching <laughs> us strictly to get the money to get us to pay for his master's degree. So once we were done, like once he once he had his master's, he quit coaching. Um, so I played full rotation. It was great because when I was in the back row, six you know six eight in high school, we had a front row guy who literally could get. Bet you you were great at digging those oh, balls yeah. out down by yeah. your ankles, and, right? And, and, and the best part was our front one of our front row guys when I was in the back row could literally get one set of knuckles above the net. So like, oh, that's fucking pathetic. Yeah. Well, he was only like five foot six. You know, what I mean? he was our setter. So say, he, what do you mean pathetic? That was a good good up for me. <laughs> but, so so basically, basically, you have all these guys who went on to play like college volleyball that are taking free swings at us in the back row because we had nobody to block them. And it was dumb because we had a lefty, who, like a 6'4 lefty on our bench who never played, which in volleyball, a 6'4 lefty is like gold, but he never played because our coach was lazy. <laughs> but uh, I, led, I led the conference of kills, and I actually played college basketball against one of the kids from one of the other schools, and we were talking, and I actually got more all-conference votes than he did, and he was definitely a better volleyball player than I was. But I was running my mouth before one of our college basketball games about it, and he's like, 
He goes, dude, you weren't that good. I go, hey, I led the conference of kills. He's like, dude, they set you like five out of every six times. He goes, we knew that you were getting a set every time. He goes, you were getting sets from the back row. Nobody in that conference got sets from the back row. <laughs> 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 he was true. It was true. It was all true. What about you? Yeah, when you play any volleyball? Not not really. I mean, you didn't get in it. At like graduation or parties like or something like see, that, we had. See, I, you know, I got in on the, uh, the when the bars put them in. I got in a league for a few years. Oh, see, that's that's not when you're a kid though. But that's the difference in our ages, basically. Yeah. Because that would have been my my early twenties. Yeah. So we used to, but that I, but I do remember. I mean, because you couldn't turn around and everybody was playing yeah. volleyball there was a, there were volleyball courts going up everywhere yeah and there's now look how many places still have them not a lot there's a no. few there's a few there, there's basically now there's bars that specialize you're, in yeah you're yeah. playing one or two right. bars the other thing we did it was great uh memorial day every year that monday we would go down to south shore yacht club in bayview and there would be like 150 people would show up at the volleyball court and they had one court Right, and you'd have 150 people, and you play fours, and it was a beach court, and like literally, you, we, we'd send somebody down there at like six, seven o'clock in the morning. Like your job was to go down there and get a table, so you'd bring like a book or something to read because nobody else is showing up till like 10 o'clock. But you had to get down there to get a table, so you do to bring a table, then the rest of us would show up with like the cooler, grill, food. Always had a frisbee because if you get if you lost, you were going to sit out for like an hour, hour and a half before you got back on the court. But it was. Great! All the people that were there—it was so much fun. And you know, Memorial Day is basically the start of summer, so you're starting to get the nice weather coming in. And, and we lived right on Lake Michigan, so we're half a block from Lake Michigan. You turn play through the rain. It didn't always. It usually didn't rain for us for, when we were. That's weird because it seems like at least that weekend it always seems like it rains. Yeah, it usually didn't rain. It was usually pretty nice. You know, low seventies, upper seventies weather, and yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. And we'd be there from, like I said, ten o'clock, and we'd. Seven eight o'clock when the, when it starts getting too dark to play, that's when people went home. I mean, it was it was every Memorial Day, and I don't know why or how that started, but every Memorial Day you'd show up, there'd be 150 people at this park playing hmm. volleyball. Sounds like fun to me. Oh, well, it was a blast. Did you guys play in any like basketball tournaments when you were in high school or middle school or anything like that? Like I played a lot of three on three. Dude, I suck. <laughs> Junior high and whatever, we had some tournaments or whatever, but. That was through the school, you know. Yeah, I played summer league and stuff through the school too. But we used to play like me and me and three of my buddies played three on three basketball tournaments for fifteen years. I mean, either Gus Mackers all over, and we played all over the state, especially in like college. Played all over the state every weekend. We were in a tournament, and say hold up, like we spent all of our summer money on basketball tournaments and hotels. So, you know, if they ran a mini basketball. Tournament, pop shot. I, I I'd maybe be in. You, I, I've seen you play pop shot. You'd win a pop shot tournament. Yeah, but Dude, that's the, he's, he's like a pop shot guru. Yeah, I am, and I, I I can't understand it. You put a regular sized basketball in my hand and say shoot it in this hoop, and it's like I'm three years old all over again. I don't know what the <laughs> hell I'm doing. Like, I mean, I could build a freaking silo with how many bricks I throw. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. But the pop shot, that's just the thing where it rolls back down. Yeah, yeah. The, the video game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, if I go up to one of those games, I will sit there until I get the high score on that thing. Yeah. Dude, yeah. 
when you come to Chula Vista with us this year, you'll you'll find out. Yeah. Um, because I played him, and I'm like, dude, I like I haven't played basketball in a while, but I still know how to play basketball. I'm like, he ain't gonna beat me. He all he all he ever tells me is how bad he sucks at basketball. So we start playing Papa Shot, and he's beat me by like forty points. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, because they have the side by side one where you're playing at the same time. So I don't know what his score is. And I get done, I shoot like a like a twenty five or something. I look over, he's got almost seventy. I'm like, what? <laughs> How do you, can't you just reach ahead and just no. drop it in? No, you're thinking the small Papa Shots, dude. We're the, playing, we're playing the full size. The, the oh first year was a great one. It was the Pac Man Papa Shot, where the rim would start moving back and forth. Oh yeah, yeah, freaking awesome. Yeah, not not for a guy who likes <laughs> playing regular basketball. <laughs> like yeah. I, I like I was fairly decent at basketball at one point in my life. Like I I played against guys who were well, trust me in I, the NBA. I, I will sit, NBA. I will sit on this that I'm undefeated against you and Papa Shot. You. I, <laughs> I can't even argue that. <laughs> highlight of my basketball career right there. <laughs> that one says it all. It's better than my highlight. My highlight's probably getting dunked on by Michael Bibby. <laughs> hey, that's all right. What else? What about vids? Did you play oh. vids as a kid? Dude, we played vids as a kid. We had we had a kid who got the Nintendo like right away. Everybody just piled into his living room. But his dad worked third shift. Like the original Nintendo. Yeah, like the NES. Okay. Like in 1984 or whatever year it came out. And th- his parents had a form right away. Danny Piontek, man. We used to always pile into his living room, but his dad worked third shift so he couldn't fucking talk. So you'd be playing these video games. You'd have to whisper every time you were, <laughs> every time you were playing. <laughs> and I get it. Like, I've worked third shift, and I know how bad it sucks when you're trying to sleep and people are making noise. It makes it really difficult to play video games because yeah, most people get pissed off yeah, at video games. Yeah. <laughs> like playing Mike Tyson's punch out and trying to be quiet when you get knocked out by somebody, you're like, God. Yeah, but at least you got knocked out by the champ. No, we never got to Tyson. We were like eight years old. Ten years old or whatever it was. That's some good games. Well, Don Flamenco was pretty damn good yeah. too. Glass Joe, wasn't he the Glass first one? Joe. Yeah. Dude, I was just I, I bought the NES Classic and it's got Tyson or it's got Punch Out on there featuring Mr. Dream, which is a white version of Mike Tyson. And <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Well, after he went to prison for raping somebody, Nintendo thought they should take his name off the game. Oh uh, well, yeah. I was just was. I was just playing last week and uh let me tell you, King Hippo, I still can't beat King Hippo and fucking punch out. What is what does he do? The he's the one whose pants fall down every time you punch him in the oh. stomach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I can never because he because he opens his mouth and lifts his arm up the first and you got to punch him in the mouth and yeah. go in the stomach. I never time the punch in the mouth right. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when he hits, he hits hard. So like he hits you three times and you get knocked down. So I, yeah. I get TKO'd against him all the time. And he's not that good. Like I realize he's not that good on that game. I can beat. I've gotten all the way up to I've beaten the guy before Tyson. What's his name? Uh, Mister or Super Macho Man. I've beaten Super Macho Man, and. I've, I've never beaten Tyson, but like if I get by King Hippo, I'm going to get almost all the way to almost all the way to Tyson every time. I just can't get by King Hippo. Uh, I see. My brother was Tyson. my brother was one of those guys. He made it all the way through. Like he he conquered every video game he played. Yeah. It was it, it was almost sickening. Yeah, yeah, because I, I I've seen him beat Tyson on oh. several occasions. In college, we got back in the Nintendo, and one of our roommates. We were playing Tyson. We were playing punch on like crazy. Tyson's punch on like crazy. And one of our roommates had to be to work early, and he must have got up early. And we had the code to Tyson because we had beaten everybody up until that point. So we would just put the code in, so you just fight Tyson. 
And me and my buddy woke up, came down the stairs, turned on the TV. The fucker beat Tyson. He just left the game, the, the final, <laughs> final screen up on the, up on the TV for us. So when we came down, turned the TV on. That's what we would see. Well, it was either that or you had to get the Kodak out to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> we played a lot of Atari as a kid, too. See, 20, I, didn't, I didn't have an Atari, but. Uh, I had a 2600, but I also had the, was it 70, 50? No, 70, oh, 7800. 7800, yeah. I had the 7800 as well. And we would play the 7800 quite a bit on my front porch. We would actually, I would set the TV up in my room. And my room was right off our front porch. I'd set the TV up in my room, run the, run the Atari cord through the front window. And we'd just sit, sit on my porch and play the Atari through the window. It was great. <laughs> Pete Rose's baseball. I was playing a kid, Mike. I was playing a kid named Mike, and I hit eight home runs in a row off of him, and then he reset the game. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, okay, I understand you're not going to let me finish this game, but you got to at least let me finish the streak before you shut the game off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think I only played See, Atari a couple times because I didn't have one, but I didn't realize that they had sports games. Like, I'm just picturing, like, little spaceships, like, yeah, no. Um, well, the 7800 we, actually got you know, graphically quite good. It's way better. No, no, I had the twenty six hundred. Yeah, and the graphics were terrible. Oh yeah. But the best part about it is we had we had baseball. It was just called baseball. It's a horrible game. All the outfielders move in the same direction. But it's awesome because of the the weird shit that can happen. Like you could just randomly throw the ball and the guy would miss it, and the ball just sits there. Like you can't go get it. (laughs) You'd have to reset the game. Yeah. Yeah. Weird stuff like that. Or sometimes you you'd hit a home run, it would freeze the game. You have to start it over. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I still have a working twenty six hundred. I have the they have all the like fifteen games built into the the, yeah. the old controller, whatever where you can plug in and play. I have that. I haven't got it out in a while, but baseball's not on there, unfortunately. I have baseball. Uh, combat was the best for that though. The game combat. that came with it was oh, the yeah. best. With the tanks, you have to shoot each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Yep. And then once you once you hit a guy. The tank would spin, and then he could just sit there and just keep firing at him because <laughs> he just keeps spinning. And, and those those tanks moved so, so slow. slow, you just wanted to grab it and go, oh! What was the one where you were swinging from the vines over there? Pitfall. 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 Pitfall, a game that had no end. Yeah. It, you there just was keep, no end? No. I was, I, if there is, there I, don't, I don't know what it is because just, I played that game for over four hours one day. I was just talking to my cousins about this two weeks ago because they're big in the vintage video games. And him and his girlfriend soon, or fiance soon to be like, uh, we we're talking about Pitfall. I'm like, literally, it was you, it was like four screens. And you'd see the same four screens over and over again. But that's why you could go either way when you started the game because yeah. there was no end to that game. You just kept going around in a giant so circle. Keep swinging over stuff. Like you were getting jump points. over things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you could play that game for all of eternity, and as long as you don't die, the game's not going to stop. So you're just playing for points. Yeah. High score. Bullshit. That's what that is. It sounds fucking stupid. Like I, th- I thought there was an ending to this no. thing. So I four hours without getting killed. Just keep going, keep uh. going, keep going. I was so pissed off. I'm like, okay, like at the at about the two hour mark, I'm like, I just want to quit. But I got to be close, right? I've been playing for two hours. No, there, no. there's legitimately no end to that game. Now you tell me. <laughs> Did you guys play any board games growing up? Yeah. Not a whole lot. Life. Life. Yeah. Parcheesi. Parcheesi. 
Candyland. I once. This is a little side note. I once got in an argument with my then girlfriend, now wife, over a game of Parcheesi. Because looking at her, you wouldn't know it, but she's very competitive when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was pretending that I was going to cheat. That didn't go over well. <laughs> I, uh, see, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. Like, you guys know this, but when it comes to board games, I'm kind of a nerd. And my, my nerdism started when I was in, like, middle school. So, uh, did you play Dungeons and Dragons? No, I never I got, did. You can tell us. Uh, no, I never did. I did. You did? I did. I, and, I, and I liked it, actually. Why don't you still play? <laughs> um, the only time I would play, what would happen is my cousins lived out in California. They would come to visit, and they had Dungeons & Dragons, so we played Dungeons & Dragons. I didn't really know anybody around here that played. Ironically, you know who I think still plays? I think uh, Mr. Reese still plays. That wouldn't surprise me. I think he does, because I think we talked about this. He's kind of a he's kind of a game nerd, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, we played a lot of Stratomac football, which I actually still have sitting on my shelf. I, I'm assuming you guys have never played that. It's a great dice game, though. Yeah, no, I've never played it, but we've we've talked about it in the past. Yeah. yeah. And we would play some serious games. We had five guys that would get together and play some serious games of Axes and Allies, the old World War II game. And we would play, like, weekends. Because a game, like, when you look up the length of the game, it'll say, like, two hours to two days, depending on how good people were. Well, when you have five guys who play every day or every week. So it's kind of like playing Monopoly. <laughs> kind of, but worse. <laughs> Much worse. Like I said, for us to have a game start on like Saturday morning and finish Monday afternoon was not all that rare. Yeah, I don't think I, I, don't think I had the... Uh, I don't think I was ready to just give in to the whole, <laughs> the whole weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one game. Oh, I would still play that game for a whole weekend. Like it's probably my favorite game of all time. And if you have five good players, it is so much fun. Hmm. I can't get into the board game stuff. So not even checkers. Not anymore. Chess. Not really. Um, I don't know how to play chess. Checkers. Chess is actually fun. I went through a chess phase for a while. Yeah. Checkers, I'm really good at. No one can beat me, so I don't play. I'll challenge you. Um, <laughs> right now. Like, like, I'll finish this podcast. I have a wooden checkerboard down there with if the you checkers. Wanna fuck with uh, me on Connect Four. I, I have cool. Connect Four as well. Get, you're gonna get smashed, um, <laughs> dude. Connect Four is like tic toe. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever wins. What? You just keep going. I win. Well, then you're playing against idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Maybe. he doesn't play against his wife. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I haven't played any of those games in years. Oh. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm still an avid board gamer, but in Stratomatic, it's, it's a football game, obviously, and it has real players, and each player's got his own card, and we would actually draft fantasy teams of Stratomatic. We had, like, seasons where we played eight-game seasons plus the playoffs, and there were, like, eight people I played in, my, in high school because I taught them all how to play, and, like, it was pretty serious stuff back in the day for us. Hmm. Kept stats, yeah. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life is I had like 10 years worth of the cards and I threw them all away. And I look on eBay now and they're like 70, 80 bucks a set. If only we knew. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing was, this was like seven years ago. Like I should have known better than to throw them away and I didn't. Wow. Yeah. I think once, uh, once like Nintendo came out, there was no more board games for me. Then it was all video games. See, I, 
I've always been kind of a fringe video game player. Like, there are times that I, I, I got into it. Yeah. The last time would have been actually when, when my son was old enough to start playing video games. Who did he have to play with? Right. It was me, pretty much. I, yeah, I guess uh, I'm going to have to play this I game. I guess so. <laughs> so, we got into the uh, Midnight Club. We played played that quite often. Is that a car? It's, yeah. yeah. It's a racing, racing game? Yeah. yeah. But the preferred way was to you just team up and you just go around town, basically, because you could smash through stuff, run people over, listen to weird things they'd say when you ran them over. But if you got the uh, the codes for that, you could make your car basically indestructible. Yeah. And you got weapons, like rocket launchers, machine guns. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going on the highway just blowing shit up. Well, at, insane, and, and you got you got nitrous, so you're going insane speed just blowing stuff up. What system was that for? <sighs> Had to have been PlayStation. PlayStation I think it was two. 2, I believe. Yeah, 2. Yep. Never really got into like the shooter games. Like, no. Uh, I suck at them so bad. Trey plays. My, my son Trey did get He was yeah, actually I, really good at, at a couple of those. But yeah, he tried to tell me how to do it. And I'd be like, that's when I gave it up. I'm like, okay, I'm officially... Too old or just not good at this. The problem is, like, now we just don't have enough time. Like, I don't know that I want to give that much time to play well, video games. Yeah, because video games is one of those things where you can sit down, turn it on, and you can play for, like, two hours, and it feels like 20 minutes. Like, the next thing you know, you know, like, yeah, that's hours why, have passed. That's why I prefer sports games, because I know how long it's going to take me. Like, right now I'm playing 2K. I know 45 minutes I'm going to have a game done, and then I'm done. I don't have to play anymore. But like if you start playing like the open world games or like the the shoot first person shooter games, like you, that's what it is. You sit down and next thing you know, it's six hours later, and you're like pooping in a sock and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought that's that a up. Whole different game. <laughs> Poop sock. <laughs> no, see. Have you tried it yet? No. 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 Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. No, I just it go goes back to like you know I'm, I'm a little bit older than you guys. We were outside all the time. Like, yeah, like, we were like, too. The only way we would ever get get away with playing video games or being inside in general is if it was crappy weather out. Otherwise, my parents were like, "Get the fuck outside, yeah, and do something." I didn't really get into video games much until college. Like I played, I, I had a Genesis. I, I actually didn't get a Nintendo till way after they were out. I, I think the Super Nintendo was already out before I got my first Nintendo. I had a Genesis, and I played that at night sometimes, like before I go to bed. But I didn't get into video games till college. Now, college, I would say that video games, especially college football, probably cost me a year years worth of tuition because I just would play video games all the time. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Like, when I bought my PS2, I was living with uh, three other guys, and that thing ran 24 hours a day. Because somebody would be playing on it, one of the three of us would be playing on it, or one of the four of us would be playing on it all day long. Yeah. And we had rules, like, like we had a college football season going with three of us. And if it was your game, if you were the last game of the week, dude, you played your game before you went to class. If that meant you got to get up two hours early so you could finish your game before school, before you had to go to class, and you got up two hours early and finished your game, because I don't want to wait for you to come back from class before I play my next game. 
<laughs> what was uh, 007 on? Was that 64? Uh, yeah. And we're just that game was that game was big for a while. That game was like I want to go buy a uh, sixty four and that game. That's the only game I want for it, just so I can play Goldeneye. Yeah. And we were talking about that with my cousins too, because they actually have it, and I'm like, oh, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the outside yeah. stuff. Like, obviously, we played sports. We had a game that we invented called Run Back. It was a football based game, but it was like you versus the world. And we had we had this yard in our neighborhood. We called it Joe's yard. I don't even know if the guy named if the guy who lived there's name was Joe. <laughs> and I don't know why we thought it was okay just to go play football in this dude's yard. But he had like a double a double lot, so he had just a side yard that was from the alley to the street. And like we would literally go play football in this dude's yard. We never asked him permission, nothing. We would just show up in this dude's yard, just play football. And he never never complained. One time, one time he, he was coming home from somewhere where playing in his yard like we had no right to do this whatsoever and guys walk into his house he's like who told you guys you could play here we're like joe <laughs> and he looks at us goes i'm joe i'm like oh i don't know we well always, thanks we always, <laughs> we're like we're like do you want us to stop he just kind of shakes his head and walks away and goes into his house like <laughs> he just wanted to prove the point that we had no reason to be in his yard but what runback was is you, you had two end zones basically the alley and the sidewalk and you had to go from one to the other and if you got tackled you had to, you basically had to fumble the ball backwards and the next person to pick it up would have to run to the same end zone that you were running at we would take this game pretty seriously when you get like eight people playing and i don't know why we would play if we had eight people because you play regular football with eight people back then but we'd have eight people playing this game so it's you trying to break tackles of seven guys trying to get to the other end zone so like sometimes if you scored three touchdowns you were going to win now if we played like with three guys people that have like 15 16 points because you know right it's a lot easier to break two tackles than it is to break seven what about like kick the can or kick the, can. To the graveyard oh. stuff like that kick the can was <laughs> yeah that was our that was that was our go-to game especially like Right at dusk when it was yep. starting to get dark out. Yep. We actually played a game we called a chase. And it was, again, I think something we just made up in the neighborhood. It was team block day. So you divide up into two teams. And one team would be it. And the other team would be the people who were trying to chase. And if you got caught, you get, you'd go to the ghoul or base, whatever you wanted to call it. And then in order to get what off. What is it called? Ghoul. Does I, anybody know? I don't know. I don't know either. But if you got caught, you could get released if one of your teammates tagged you while you were sit while you were at the. And it was usually somebody's front porch. You know, so this is similar to See, yeah. We we played a version of this as well, but we played it country style. The team that was doing the chasing were on ATVs. Oh no, we were, and the other guys were on foot. But we had, like I said, our neighbors had a hobby farm. They had like eighty acres, so. Basically, you go hide out in those 80 acres and try to make your way back. But the same thing, if somebody was captured, somebody else had to come back and basically release you. Yeah. So, did you ever get run over by a three-wheeler? Um, I didn't. Um, out, out of the whole time we did this, the only person I know of that got ran over wasn't even while we were playing this game. But my buddy Scott ran his brother over, right over his chest. See, we would play this, and again, we lived in the city, so we'd have a city block that would be our our boundaries. And we'd play, like, we had, the whole neighborhood would play this game, so we'd have, like, 
you know, 10, 12 people playing this game. And this is another one where I look back now, like, how did we not get the cops called on We just cut through people's yards like it was no big deal. Like, like we belong there. And these people didn't know us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just... The one time, man, now we used to play this game every night during the summer. It was every night we played. And one night we're playing and I cut through this yard, no problem, right? Well, the next night we're playing and I'm chasing. So I was, I was it the next night and I was chasing guy through the same yard and some jackass put a clothesline up and it wasn't up the night before (laughs) dude and it hit me right in the forehead as i was running and i went i went feet straight out straight back on my back dude oh wait it hit you in the forehead yeah what were you six no i was in high school yeah that that must have been the 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 tallest clothesline ever (laughs) like seriously like took me off my feet you got clotheslined. Yeah. Another time I was playing, and my dad had me raking the uh, the yard during the day, and I forgot. I, never, I was lazy. I never put the shit away. Steel rake? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> steel rake. That's what it was. Yeah. And I'm running through the yard. It was dark out, because we always played at night. Running through, running through my own yard. It was dark out. Stepped on that rake. That thing smoked me right in the forehead, dude. <laughs> the only way that's any better is if you had another rake, and when you step to the side, you hit that one, too. We just call you Wiley Coyote then. <laughs> oh, it was. We had a lot of fun playing that game. Like, <laughs> see, like, well, the kick the can thing. The best part, no, somebody would do this every time we played. We had a, we lived in like a, an old 1970s style ranch house. So basically, from the roof to the ground was about eight feet, roughly. So somebody would hide on the other side of the roof because we had a we burned wood for heat so we had our wood pile back there you climb up on the wood pile get on the roof and you just peek over the roof and wait for someone to be gone and then you'd have to make a run for it jump off the roof that was all fun until my brother ended up cutting his hand open on the uh the gutter and i mean sliced it open but good that was the end of everybody anybody hiding on the roof yeah yeah we had one kid in the neighborhood i don't know what ever happened to him. his name was mitch and dude he was the fastest kid in the neighborhood and my buddy Tony was chasing him down the alley, like concrete alley. And Mitch's Mitch, Mitch was fast enough that he could jog to save energy and still outrun most people that were playing the game. So Mitch is in this jog, right? Just kind of toying with Tony, keeping his energy. Because once you got caught, like you would yell for all your teammates to come come running and try to get the guy. So we tried to corner. And a guy like Mitch, that was basically the only way we were ever going to get him. So I'm on Tony's team, and Tony starts yelling, I got Mitch, I got Mitch, I got Mitch. So we all start running by Tony's voice, right? So I cut through a yard. And I get to the alley just in time to see Tony lay out, full layout, like in the on the concrete alley, full layout, oh. and tag him on tag him on his heel. And Tony oh. hit the ground like chest first in the concrete, oh. came up like all road rash and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? He goes, we weren't going to catch him unless I did this. So oh. that's what he did. I'm like, dude, you're nuts. But yeah, he got him. <laughs> that's truly for the love of the game there. Oh. Like. Mitch got caught, and Mitch actually ended up getting tripped up because he, he basically takes this back heel. Like when when he, when he had his foot yeah. on the ground, he takes this back heel. So Mitch ended up falling too, but nowhere near like Tony did. And Mitch turned around and he just started laughing because he's like, oh, "Who dives in a game like this?" You know what I'm saying? But see, the the only thing I can even come close to something like that is that when we played football, which was a lot, usually I was one of the older guys in the neighborhood. But every once in a while, there was a group that were a couple years older than us. They'd come and play too, so they were playing. Okay, never, ever did I claim to be fast in my life, ever. So one of the older guys has the ball, and I'm basically the last hope to tackle him, right? 
because we always play Daggle. And I should have the angle on him if I had any type of speed whatsoever. I didn't. So I'm going, and I'm like, there's only one way I'm making this tackle. I'm going to have to dive and just hope I can hit a foot and just make him trip. That actually worked. But there was one bad part to that. When I dove, not only I hit the foot, but I got my finger stuck in his shoelace. Mm, broke a finger? No, I didn't break my finger. I damn near broke my freaking nose. His heel came back up and hit me right oh. in the freaking mush. Oh. Just bam. <laughs> Nothing broke, but let me tell you, my lip swelled up, but it was nowhere near as big as what it felt like. It felt like my lips were bigger than my face. Yeah. Yeah, for a good several days. <laughs> heel to the face. Yep. Yeah, we play we play sports all the time. I mean, I look back now and like we do, like I said, we just make shit up. Call it a sport. We we'd play baseball a lot, um, mostly because our yard was set up. It was kind of a square, and we like I said, we cut wood, so we had the wood pile was the fence. So basically, you could go rob home runs and all kinds of stuff over the fence. But when it would rain, like I said parents weren't big on us being in the house so we had to improvise we made up a game called we called it glove ball basically it was a miniature version of baseball only you never used a bat you used your glove to, to hit the ball and when you're in the field you had to throw you'd use your glove hand for everything you had to throw it throw with it out of your glove everything <laughs> and we play in the garage we used to do stupid shit like just go causing trouble. I mean, that's what we called it. Hey, you want to go causing trouble in there? <laughs> and, we, and we'd go. And we'd just do stupid shit like egg people's houses and ding-dong ditch. You guys are mean. Oh, uh, like, yeah. I, I don't know why we ever did, like, we, we were in the city. Did you do the flaming bag of dog shit? No, we never did that. No? No. But if you're going to do it, <laughs> right? Come on. Uh, when you didn't know anyone had a dog, did you? <laughs> yeah, I had a dog. <laughs> oh, one, one year in July, we had some bottle rockets, and my buddy had lived on a second story of an apartment building. Well, not, not, it was like a duplex. He lived on a second story, and it had like a patio that was enclosed, not enclosed, but it had a railing on the bottom that you couldn't see through. So what we do is we put these bottle rockets in bottles, and we sit underneath, the like lower than the railing, and put our hands above the railing with the bottle and bottle rocket. We shoot them at cars coming by. Jesus right? Christ. This was fun. This was fun until the day that we, you know, shoots and you hear it go, and then pink, because you'd hear it hit the car. And then you hear, Roo! oh, fuck, there's a cop. <laughs> 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 so we would just, what we did is me and Brett, the kid who lived there, we just took all the bottle rockets and we just shoved them in the cupboard, right? And we just sat on the sat on the couch, you know, and in a chair in his living room, about 10, about not a couple minutes later, to knock on the door. You know, you're, and we're we're the only ones home, right? So we go over and like we we'll open the door, and it's the cop. And he's like, "You guys got any bottle rockets in the house?" No. Why would we have bottle rockets in the house? Well, my car just got hit one. You hit with one, and it was from. It had been coming from this side of the car. Nah, it wasn't us, officer. <laughs> he's like, "You guys, you guys sure you're not shooting bottle rockets?" No, we wouldn't shoot bottle rockets. All right. Kind of looked at us like he knew. You know what I'm saying? He knew, but and then he goes, "Well, if you guys are shooting bottle rockets, stop." 
They're like, okay, sir. <laughs> but he he's got like a big burn mark on his cheek. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's got one well, no, eye. See, it actually wasn't even. It wasn't even a cop car. It was we, we had the we had the old paddy wagon vans back in the day in my in my hometown. And it was a van, so it hit the it hit the back of the van. So you can imagine what that must sound like inside the place, you know. So so did you guys have bottle rocket fights? Oh yeah. It, we used to. Those are the stupidest things ever. Like, you look back at them now, and you're just... How, how dumb. Yeah. Like, okay, so the first time we ever tried doing this, the only bottle rockets we had were the screaming ones, which was kind of good, because at least you'd know it was coming. But then the next year, we we decided to do this, and, and nobody got hurt that year. Actually, nobody got hurt any year that we did this, and it's freaking amazing that no one did. The next year, we didn't have the screaming ones, so we're like, well, we're not just going to shoot them at each other. That's... Let's do something a little different. The rule was you had to light it, let it burn down, and then throw it towards the person you were trying to hit. But you don't know exactly how that thing's going to take off. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, I could tell you something dumber. Like like when my buddy decided he wanted to shoot a bottle rocket off out of his ear. Yeah, that, that'll burn the side of your face. <laughs> he would stick him on the end of his toe. Try shooting them off. Uh, yeah, better than his piss hole. That's true. Mm-hmm. No, I saw Steve do it out of his ass one time. Here's something else. Here's something else you should never do. M80s. Okay, you're drinking a bottle of Pepsi right now. Cool, refreshing. Yes. cherry Pepsi. Okay, back back in the day, those were glass bottles. M80 fit right down the, right inside the glass bottle. Perfectly fit. So, well, wouldn't it be neat to just blow one of these things up, right? If you're going to do that, make sure you got a long wick. Because let me tell you, when you're running away and you get glass shrapnel in your in your calf, Ooh. it doesn't feel good. Ooh. Don't do that, anyone. Yeah. We used to make bottle bombs out at my buddy's house. You have, like, a two-liter bottle of whatever, empty, and then you put... Um, baking soda. No, it was no. a cleaning product. Was it the works or something like that. Hmm. You dump in it, and then you would get tin foil, and you'd make strips of it. You'd put that in there, and then you'd shake it up. Yeah. And you'd toss it off to the side, and you would just wait a couple minutes, all of a sudden it'd start expanding. And they were fucking loud. L- little did you know, all you needed was Mentos and Coke. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we. we like we had no idea. We had heard about people making bombs out of those, whatever. So we tried doing it once. Me and my buddy just rated, but we had no idea what we were supposed to be putting in it. So we just started dumping shit in the bottle. Oddly enough, one time we got we got it to work, but we could never remember what we all put it in there. So we tried several times afterwards to just be like, wah wah wah, <laughs> <laughs> just watching a bottle sit there, basically. Yeah, I think they use the works i don't remember what exactly is in it but something something in that in the, the tinfoil <laughs> god we yeah, were dumb we used to there was a park in my home well not my hometown in neighboring town that grand park it's a pretty big park and uh it had a lot of mm-hmm. s turns going through it We've done some pretty dumb things going through there <laughs> i'm not gonna say that because my parents listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you told me about one of these. That wasn't even me, though. That was Jerry. <laughs> I, I had nothing to do. I was riding shotgun that day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you think back at some of that stuff, like, like, how are any of us still alive? Oh, I don't know. Like, okay, we used to go in a, when we were bored, we'd go in uh, the neighbor's barn. And they always, like I said, a hobby farm. So their barn usually wasn't full of hay. They usually like half a mile or something like that. Well, <laughs> we'd do anything from either we'd build the sides up on, on the mow and leave it open in the middle and then put a plank across and then basically you'd battle out on a plank and try and knock somebody down. Yeah, you're falling down probably probably 10, 12 feet, you know? Or, if that's not good enough, if they had a little bit of loose hay sitting around, you put in a pile, and you climb up on the beam and then jump off the beam into this little freaking pile like, like it barely fit your body on there. Yeah. Like, how do you not brain yourself falling off of there or something? I had a buddy who used to think it was a good idea to take plastic grocery bags up on the up on the roof of his garage and jump off and try to float down. <laughs> just just to let you know they just blow out every time. That's awesome. <laughs> Tony, if you're listening, thanks, buddy. It's a good laugh. <laughs> that that works if you're about what five pounds? No, I don't it never works. Like He's also the same guy that dove in the alley playing chase, so like dude didn't really care about his body a whole lot. <laughs> That's awesome. So he didn't break his leg or anything? No. No, I don't think that dude ever broke a bone actually. And, and that's the amazing part. Like like I said, we played football all the time, tackle. No one ever broke anything that we know of. Yeah. There's a few suspect injuries that may have come back later in life that you think, eh, maybe maybe there was something wrong there. Yeah. But um the only time that anyone in our neighborhood got a broken bone doing any of this stuff, I'm not so happy to say I was the cause of that. Yeah. We were playing King of the Hill, me and my brother. My like younger, in the snow? In the snow, yep. And uh, I was, I'm older than him by four years, so I was pretty obviously going to be the king most of the time. He came up and he took me down, and I'm like, all right, I might be going down, but you're coming with me. So I grabbed onto him, I threw him down, and then I rolled over the top of him, and his arm was outstretched, and I landed on top of his arm, which in and of itself shouldn't do anything, except for the snow was deep, and there was a footprint where his arm was over, and I fractured his arm both sides where the footprint was. Oh. Now, the worst part about this is that the part I'm not real proud of right now, nobody was home. I was in charge. I can't. I can't get in trouble for this, right? I told him, it's fine. We probably just sprained your sprained your wrist. It'll be fine in a couple days. Don't tell dad. He waited two days before he said something. Oh. <laughs> Derek, sorry. <laughs> I went like a baseball back to the face. I don't what? remember much of that day. <laughs> Didn't really have concussion protocols back then no. no did they think you were a zombie i i actually like i vaguely remember I, I, are you talking because they were trying to take him out or because the way he was walking it, afterwards yeah. <laughs> like we were playing baseball in some kid's yard it, it was a wooden bat we were using like a wiffle ball with a wooden bat and it was my fault i walked i walked in front of a guy swinging a baseball bat who just smoked me inside the head <laughs> I, like, I don't remember getting hit at all. I remember waking up a few minutes later. I'm sure it felt fantastic. Yeah. I, I never even went to the emergency room for that, though. Like, 
I'm sure I had a concussion, but back then, what, you know. Wood or aluminum? Wood. You're lucky. Yeah. Um, well, he was taking practice swings, so it's not like he was swinging full bore. He wasn't swinging at the ball or anything like that. He was just taking practice swings and came across and clocked me across the side of the head. I don't think I ever really got super injured. We used to make a lot of, like, jumps Yeah. for our bikes. So a lot of wipeouts, a lot of, you know. <laughs> Bleeding knees and elbows oh, and yeah, shit like uh, that. Yeah, but we had a lot of that stuff. I don't think I ever broke anything. No, I didn't break anything. I didn't break anything until college. Broke a finger in college. It's the only one I've ever broke. I had stitches in college my first practice. Basketball. Took seven stitches to the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of stitches in a tongue. <laughs> Worst injury I've ever oh. had in my life, dude. <laughs> I'm recovering from knee surgery. Oh. Worst injury I've ever had in my life is getting jacked in the mouth and almost biting my tongue off. I don't know. I broke I broke my wrist later in life, and uh, had to have surgery to repair it. And the worst injury might be pissing on an electric fence. Ooh. Yeah, don't do that. Ooh. Did you do that? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Just to see if it did anything. Yeah, it it does. does. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> ah. All right. Well, unfortunately. Much like the lawn jarts game, I think this is ob- now obsolete. <laughs> We'd like to uh, make a shout out to the Pole Tops once again for letting us use their music. It's awesome music. You can check them out at thepoletops.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Craig Peterson, Summit Automotive. If you go down looking for a vehicle, go see Craig. If you buy a vehicle from him, he'll give you a $50 gas card. Just for mentioning a little less conversation and that you listen to us. So if you're going to buy a car, get down there. Talk to Craig. If you'd like to get a hold of us for some crazy odd reason, you can email us at a little less conversation podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at a little less conversation podcast or on Twitter at a little less con one. Um, and if you guys do check us out, if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, where you're listening to us. Um, don't forget to rate us. Five stars is the best. If you don't think we're all that, let us know why. We'll try to change. We probably won't, but we'll try. Till next time. See you guys.